0: to be uh, presenting some testimony and it deals with an issue uh, that Mr. Schmier was talking about earlier. We need to address separately. Is that correct?
1: That's my understanding. Yes, Your Honor.
0: So you're going to be proffering some testimony? Yes, sir. All right. Who is the first person? Aaliyah Garrett. Can we have Miss Garrett come in, please? What is your full name?
1: Aaliyah Garrett.
0: Please proceed. It's a proffer.
1: It is, Your Honor, and I'm going to limit it to that issue.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Excuse me.
1: Um, Ms. Garrett, do you recall an incident where you were talking to your friend Alexandria Cherry via FaceTime when Senel St. Simon entered her room? Yes. And you're going to have to lean into that microphone, you're just soft-spoken.
2: Yes. Um, where were you when this happened? At Dana House. At Dana's
1: house. And is that Dana St. Floor? Yes. Was Dana on the phone with you at the same time? Yes. Do you remember whose phone it was? It was Dana's phone. Right. Now, you and Dana were on one end of the FaceTime (coughs) conversation. Is that right? Yes. And Alex Cherry was on the other end? Yes. And FaceTime, when you FaceTime with someone on a phone, it allows you to see that person's face and, or potentially, the area within the scope of the camera of the other phone. Is that accurate? Yes. And you could see Ms. Cherry on the other end of that conversation, is that right? Yes. And do you know where she was?
2: Yes, she was at home.
1: And do you know that because you recognize the background?
2: Yes, I know her bedroom. Okay. Do you remember
1: approximately what time of day it was?
2: Like three-ish, four o'clock. Okay. Now,
1: at some point, did you become aware that Sennel St. Simon was outside Alex's room during that conversation?
2: Yes, because um, when she was inside the room, when we was on FaceTime with each other, she was like, oh, my dad's going to come bring me some money. Stay on the phone.
1: Okay, so she's speaking to you live in time about that. Is that right? Yes. What did you see or observe after she said that to you?
2: We, I couldn't really see anything because um, the phone looked like it was face down, kind of blacked out. So okay, she put the phone down? Yes.
1: All right. Did you hear anything when the, after the phone was placed down?
2: I couldn't really hear anything because it was placed it down, so it kind of, like, static Couldn't really hear anything until she came back.
0: I'm, I'm having a little trouble understanding. I think it's the microphone. You see the way mine is facing, ma'am? It's pointing right to me. That's that might. And then just talk with your mouth really close to the. To the front of it
1: and I I apologize did I forgot to ask your question after she said that her dad was going to give her some money did she ask you to stay on the phone yes and did she say why she wanted you to stay on the phone
2: she was like just stay on the phone because I'm scared
1: right and then she put the phone
2: down yes
1: do you know how long it was between the time she put the phone down and when she and when she came back and you could see her again
2: Yes, it was like 10 to 15 seconds.
1: Was there a change? Well, what was Alex's demeanor like prior to her making the statement that her dad was going to give her money?
2: When she came back to the phone? Before,
1: before any of this started, when you were just talking on FaceTime, what was her demeanor
2: like? Aggravated, like he finna come bring me some money.
1: Before that, when you were just having a normal conversation, what was her demeanor like?
2: Oh, we were. Talk, we were having fun, because okay. we were going to go universal. So. All right. And then when she stated that
1: her dad was fixing to come in, she got aggravated? Yes. What was her demeanor like when she came back to the phone?
2: Angry, like she wanted to cry, mad.
1: Okay. And did she make any statements to you when she got back to the phone and you could see her face?
2: Yes. She... What did she say? She was like, he tried to touch me. He tried to touch me. She was gesturing to her boobs. Okay. No further questions, Judge.
0: Any cross on the, the, uh,
3: proffer? Yes, Judge. Ms. Garrett, did um, Alexander Cherry say something like, uh, um, "I know he's coming"? Stay on the phone. I'm sorry. Did Mr. Ms. Cherry say anything along the lines of, "I know he's coming"? Referring to her stepdad? Stay on the phone.
2: Yes. She was telling us, can we stay? On, she didn't say stay on the phone because we were already, already on the phone with each other. She was stating, can you guys stay on the phone because my dad is going to come in the room to bring me some money.
3: How long had you been talking on FaceTime at that point, that, on that, on that uh, day?
2: It was like 30 minutes to an hour. We'd been on the phone for a little minute because we were talking about going to Universal.
3: Did you ask um, um, Ms. Cherry why she would put the phone down? Why she would put the phone down when uh, her stepdad came in the, in the room? Because she was going to get the money. I'm sorry? Money. Did she actually get up off? Uh, was she sitting on the bed? Was she lying down? She yes, standing? she was on the bed. Okay. Did you ask her at any time? Um, are you saying that she was scared before, before uh, um, Mr. St. Simon came into the room or as he came in the room?
2: So, it wasn't, he didn't come in the room yet. She, when we was on FaceTime with each other, she was stating to us, my dad is to come give me some money, so can you guys stay on the phone? And it was like, okay, and then the phone, she went away, like, we couldn't see anything because she was going to get the money.
3: And you said that she was aggravated, is that correct? Before that, she got the money?
2: No, we were, we were happy. We were talking about going to Universal.
3: Well, I thought I quoted you saying that she was aggravated before she got the money.
2: No, she was stating like my dad. Like you no, know, he'd be like my dad's finna come give me some money. I'm sorry. Like that like I don't know how to explain that type of attitude.
3: Well, you couldn't hear what what the male voice was saying. Is that correct? Correct. How long was was there a conversation between the male voice and Miss Cherry? I know you said you can't hear the specifics, but can you hear them talking?
2: I couldn't hear, but it was like 10 to 15 minutes because when she came, I'm sorry. 10 to 15 seconds, because when she came back to the phone, she was like, he tried to touch me, he tried to touch me.
3: When know um, those 10 to 15 seconds, was there any shouting going on between uh, uh, Ms. Ms. Cherry and, and Mr. Uh, St. Simone, or just, or just, you can't tell?
2: We couldn't really tell because how she placed the phone down.
3: Okay. And then when she placed the phone down, how much time had gone by from the time The um, the the male presumably Mr. Saint Simon entered the room till the time she began to talk to you again.
2: Ten to fifteen seconds.
3: So all all you you could hear her saying to uh, the male is get out of my room something like that. Is that what he was saying?
2: So we couldn't hear anything because how she placed the phone down.
3: Well, after she put the phone down and began to talk to you, did she say anything to the male? I'm sorry. Did you say anything to the male presumably Mr. Saint Simon?
2: I couldn't hear anything because how she placed the phone down.
3: Miss um Cherry didn't tell you well, you quoted her saying just uh, he tried to touch me, is that correct? Right. She never said that he that he in fact did touch her, is that correct?
2: Um I couldn't really state if he touched her or not because she didn't come to us exactly and say, Oh, he touched my boob but she was gesturing to us, um oh, he tried to touch me, he tried to touch me in a frightening way, in an angry, like scary way. Um, I know my friend Alex, so She's not the type of person who would just he tried to touch me he tried no so
3: so when um, she said he tried to touch me in a frightening way what was your response
2: I was just like what what was what? going on because we was happy we was planning on universal that just ruined our whole mood because we were like what like what we couldn't think me and Dana was just like What's going on?
3: Besides saying he tried to touch me, did, did Ms. Cherry make any other comments about what supposedly had happened? No, sir. She, she, she didn't indicate that uh, that it was a uh, um, an apparent sexually motivated touching, like he had an erection, for instance? She didn't say that. I'm sorry? She didn't say that he had an erection, is that correct? I don't understand you. An erection. Do you know what an erection is? No. When the, the penis gets erect. Huh? She didn't indicate that, that, um, that Mr. St. Saint-Simon was naked, for instance. Is that correct? Correct. She didn't indicate that she was naked. Is that correct?
2: Correct. But usually when she's in her room, she's in her room, so she don't be like pants with
3: jacket. Well, at that time of that day, it was 3-ish or 4-ish, you said, in the yeah, afternoon?
2: Yeah, because we was supposed to go to Universal that day.
3: So, so her clothes were still on. Is that correct?
2: Not correct. She was laying down in her bed. I'm sorry? She was laying down in her bed, so she had like a tank top and some
3: shorts on. Was she, did she have a blanket over her or something?
2: No, she was just laying down.
3: Well, you don't know for a fact that, that, uh, that um... wait that is it your testimony that, that she did not have any clothes on, or do you not remember?
2: She had on clothes, just not fully dressed clothes, like a how I have on now and how you have on, it's just clothes like indoor clothes.
3: Ms. Cherry never indicated to you whether this alleged attempt at touching was over the clothes or under the clothes, isn't that a fact? Correct. And she didn't indicate to you whether or not there was a um, r- repeated other attempt at touching? Correct. In this incident? She didn't tell you how long the attempt at touching lasted, is that correct? Correct. So all she said was, he tried to touch me? Correct. You didn't tell her to uh, call the police or call or tell her mom, isn't that correct? Correct. In fact, you didn't didn't even tell your mom either.
1: Judge, what is the relevance of this for purposes of the proper?
3: Judge, it goes toward whether or not the statement is is trustworthy or not if it's being offered as a spontaneous statement.
1: That's not an element of either of the exceptions the state is attempting to use.
3: It is an element if if it's a a spontaneous statement.
0: If it's a spontaneous statement and it was made at the time of the event or immediately thereafter. trustworthiness is an aspect of it, but those are elements that are considered based on the other. I'll let you ask the question, but you're doing a discovery deposition. This is a proffer, so let's move along. There's nothing further. Any uh, redirect on the proffer? No, you are. Ma'am, thank you very much. If you would step out, <laughs> excuse me, step outside, please. You want to take the other proffer right away at the same time? Tell us your full name, spell your first name and last name, please.
4: Dana St. Clair. D a n a s t f l e u r.
0: Thank you. Please proceed with the proffer.
1: Missinfluor, hey, do you recall a specific incident involving your friend Alex Cherry and Senel Saint Simon, where you were using FaceTime on your iPhone to speak to Alex Cherry? Yes. And where were you during this phone conversation? Home. And that's at your house? Yes. Was anyone with you at your house? Yes. Do you know where Miss Cherry was on the other end of the conversation? Yes. How do you know where she was?
4: I can see through the FaceTime call.
1: And did you recognize the room behind her? Yes. What room was she in? Her room. Now, at some point during that conversation, did someone come to her door? Yes. And how do you know that?
4: Because there was a knock at the door, and she told us.
1: All right, so you heard a knock? Yes. And what did Ms. Cherry tell you, or what did she say, When the knock was heard?
4: She put the phone down.
1: Okay, but a second ago you said that she told us. What did she tell you about the knock?
4: There was somebody at her door.
1: Did she identify who it was?
4: I'm not sure.
1: Okay. You said then she put the phone down. Is that right? Yes. Right? Could you hear anything while the phone was down?
4: No. Um,
1: At some point, did Miss Cherry respond or come back to the phone. Yes. Do you know how long it was that she was gone from when she put the phone down to when she picked it back up?
4: Mm, Like 10, 15 seconds.
1: Prior to the knock at the door, what was Alex Cherry's demeanor like? In other words, what was her attitude like prior to the knock at the door?
4: Uh, Happy, just regular talking.
1: When she came back to the phone and picked it up, could you see her face? Yes. What was her demeanor like when she came back to the phone?
4: She was like angry and mad.
1: Alright. Did she say anything to you when she came back to the phone?
4: Yes, she said that Cinell tried to touch her. All
1: right. Did she describe verbally or physically where she, he had tried to touch her?
4: She was pointing more at her chest, around her chest. No further questions,
3: Honor. Cross. Did you discuss this incident just now with Miss Garrett. Excuse me. Did you discuss this incident now with Miss Garrett? No. Today, you, you just you were telling us that that Miss Cherry put the phone down. Ten. I'm sorry. She returned to you to report this alleged incident ten to fifteen seconds um, after she, after she put the phone down. Is that correct? Yes. Do you recall giving a sworn police statement? To an Orange County Sheriff's Deputy back on July twenty-eight, two thousand fourteen. Yes. And you gave that you gave that statement in um, in a uh, police vehicle in front of uh, Ms. Cherry's apartment. Is that correct? Yes. Have you read that statement recently? No. Do you recall what you said to the uh, to Detective uh, um, Garnett regarding how much time went by from the time that Ms. Cherry put the phone down? Till the time she came back to report this alleged touching do you recall that
4: with who i didn't hear do you, you
3: recall how much time you said had gone by from the time miss cherry put the phone down till the time she came back and reported this alleged touching yes do you recall you, you saying that it, it lasted like three minutes later no Would it refresh your memory to look at a copy of your statement yes and approach the witness ebay is that your sworn statement, Ms. Miss Fleur? Yes. And in that statement, you were sworn to tell the truth by this detective, isn't that correct? Yes. Can you please turn the transcript over to? Uh, if you want to look at the entire statement and put it in context, once you turn to page twenty-six. Yes. Did you not, in fact, indicate to this detective that uh, Miss Cherry came back about three minutes? after putting the phone down and telling you what uh, supposedly had happened? Yes. And isn't it a fact that in response to what, uh, to what um, you heard, both you and Ms. Gayard started laughing? Is that correct? Yes. Thank you. Nothing further.
0: OK. Redirect. Well, why would you laugh? Let her get to this back. Sorry. Thank you, Judge.
1: Why would you laugh in response to Alexandria Cherry saying
4: that? Um, I'm not sure, but being when I was 16, I do laugh at a lot of stuff.
1: Now, when you said three minutes, did you mean, I just want to make sure I understand, from the time the phone went down until she came back or the entire interaction?
4: Excuse me? Yes, ma'am.
1: So you described an interaction on FaceTime, right? Yes that started presumably when miss cherry told you or you heard a knock at the door correct, and and ended with her saying she had that mr st simon had attempted to touch her and describing her breast right yes when you say when you responded to this question about how long she was gone in two thousand and fourteen in your interview did the three minutes mean the entire interaction or the time that she was gone from the phone?
4: Gone from the phone. Okay.
1: Thank you, Judge. No further questions.
0: Thank you. Uh, You provided the court and counsel a copy of the Hudson case, which the court has reviewed, and two other cases uh, that were provided in this matter that I have read. Um, Anything additional that you want the court to consider?
1: Just argument. So if you want argument, and.
0: We are at that. We are at that point. Yes, okay. sir.
1: Okay. Uh, the other case I provided to Your Honor is M.J. Yes. Is the state. Yes, sir. And that's 994 485 Yes, sir. I read it. Your Honor, know, I believe the statements that are described from the victim, Alexandria Cherry, by the witnesses, Aliyah Garrett and Dana St. Floor, clearly fall within 90.803 sub-1 spontaneous statements uh the mj case lays out the requirements but the statute or the the rule itself make the requirements pretty clear and it says a statement describing an event i think it's contemporaneously and i'm sorry i don't have it in front of me me pull it up or immediately thereafter so the testimony from miss garrett excuse me yes miss garrett is 10 to 15 seconds Um, the testimony from Ms. St. Floor is three minutes. The cases that I saw where these statements were held to be not contemporaneous or immediately thereafter discussed 30 minutes or more. The, um, and that's as to 803 sub 1. Let me find... I also want to discuss the Hudson case because I also believe that they are an excited utterance under 90.803 sub 3.
0: I think it's sub two. Is it sub two? I believe so.
1: And the Hudson case discusses the requirements, um, number one, regarding an event startling enough to cause nervous excitement, number two, before there was time to contrive or misrepresent, and number three, while the person was under the stress or excitement caused by the event. The testimony from both (laughs) witnesses uh, indicate that there was a startling event, the the attempt to touch that that there wasn't, particularly in Ms. Garrett's case, there was not time to contrive or misrepresent, and that Ms. Cherry was still, by the way, the manner in which it was described, the touching, was still under the excited influence of the event. So, candidly with the court, I think it is more a spontaneous statement under sub-1 than an excited utterance, but I do think it fits both exceptions to the hearsay rule.
3: Okay, thank you. Mr. Schmier? First first of all, I'm going to uh, renew the argument I made which really wasn't addressed by the court because the court felt it was uh, not right, but this is also a irrelevance um, issue. If this were simply a battery, which would be, and I consent to touching, I don't understand how a battery, even though it's not charged, would be admissible to prove presumably motive. That's why the state wants to get in this evidence. And I'll submit to you that if you believe uh, these two girls, young ladies, as to what Ms. Terry um, recounted, at best, this would have been a battery, not a sexually motivated crime. I want to remind the court of uh, two cases that I cited um, in our arguments the other day. One was uh, Rosen versus State. The site is 940 Southern 2nd, 1155. That is a 50 CA case out of 2006. In the Rosen case, just to reiterate what I said earlier, the 50 CA affirmed two of four, um, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the 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 Rosen case affirmed all of the the, the convictions for uh, of a lewd, lascivious molestation on the part of a teacher who had abused uh, students. the 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 reason um, the uh, convictions were affirmed was that um, normally, a question of lewd, lascivious intent is for the jury to decide but it has to be enough of a factual basis to decide uh, whether the jury can, e- can even consider that. In the Rosen case there was enough evidence because the, uh, the um, teacher not only touched, but he went way beyond that. He in fact rubbed the, um, the, the buttocks and breasts of certain students and he did so with, um, after, only after making sure that the classroom door was locked. He was the only teacher at that school who did that. You can, you can, you can uh, jump to the reasonable inference that if you're a teacher and you go to the, to the steps of locking a classroom door um, only, before, only after you, uh, before, before you actually touch these students inappropriately, you'd have a little less severe um, um, intent. There's no such intent that can be inferred here. You have a girl who says to her friends, he tried to touch me but there's no evidence as to whether, whether she was naked, how long the touching was, whether it was intentional, whether it was accidental, whether Mr. St. Simon had an erection when he came in, whether he was sexually aroused, whether he made sexually inappropriate comments. There's none of that. All, all you have is in a vacuum is that he supposedly tried to touch me. Um, the length of the, the touch is obviously probative on the issue of lewd lascivious intent. So I would direct the court to um, MLC versus State This case I also brought up the other day, that case is 875 Southern, second 810. This is a second DCA case out of 2004. In that case, which involved a a juvenile adjudication for delinquency, the uh, second DCA reversed two of four delinquency adjudications of lewd and lascivious molestation behavior because the juvenile in that case, in those two cases, only had a split-second contact with these girls' buttocks. And the court ruled that as a matter of law, the split-second contact with these girls' buttocks precludes a, a, an adjudication for that offense because you cannot infer lewd and lascivious intent on the part of uh, the juvenile and an MLC under that fact pattern which is very analogous to what we have here. You have a situation where, where somebody, obviously Mr. St. Simone we were talking about, somebody supposedly had touched Miss Cherry, but you don't know how long, to what extent, whether comments were made or nothing. It's just, in, in a vacuum, this is not a sex crime. So on those grounds, I would argue that, uh, that the, um, the, um, the, the evidence is not relevant, On motive or anything else for that matter, on the issue of a uh, of a spontaneous statement or excited utterance, spontaneous um, statement requires that the statement be made immediately or, I mean, at the time or immediately thereafter the incident. You can't have reflection before making that statement. It's certainly suspicious that Miss Cherry told, uh, at least according to Miss Garrett, and um, Miss Miss. uh, Saint Fleur, you know, hold on. My dad's coming down. or My, my dad's coming into Rome. Just don't go anywhere. She, she put the phone down. That that would almost suggest almost almost a setup type of a scenario. If, if she um, is, is going to be doing that, there's just no no need to put the phone down and pretend surreptitiously that you're no longer on the phone. It it just be it just uh, behooves um, credibility. Again, there was a three minute lapse, and I don't believe there's any touch was um, shouting or in an agitated state as she was giving a description, not that, that, not that she gave one, she, she just simply gestured to her, uh, to her chest, there's no evidence that this person wasn't agitated, when she made the statement. So it really can't be an excited utterance because you have to be under the stress of the moment yourself agitated. If you're calm, that by nature is not going to be an excited utterance. I did indicate uh, that the, uh, the um, well, Miss um, St. Fleur indicated that she and Miss Garrett were laughing. They were laughing when, when Miss uh, um, um, Joseph um, Sherry said this. The fact that they're laughing su- suggests that it's a, a, not, a, un, not a trustworthy statement That they take it seriously, obviously. And, and that's why I mention that part, because the statute does say that unless it's untrustworthiness, it has, the statement has to be made at or immediately after the, uh, the incident. So I would argue that uh, not only is it not, not relevant, it's just the huge exceptions are not, are not met.
0: I have read the case law provided, all of the cases cited. I've heard the argument of counsel from the defense both the other day and today again. I have read over the various cases, as I said, involved, including the Hudson case, which is out of the Supreme Court. I have listened to the testimony of the individuals involved. The issues involve 803-1, uh, uh, which deals with spontaneous statement and excited utterance in this matter. With regard to Aliyah Garrett, uh, the court has considered uh, the age of the declarant, which is the same for both of them, the physical and mental condition of the de- of the, uh this declarant in this matter, and the characteristics of the event as well as the subject matter of the statements. Those are required to be considered by the court, uh, and I've considered that with both of these individuals. The statements of the two young ladies, and these are young girls, uh, are consistent except for the time frame involved. Uh, With regard to Ms. Garrett, the court finds that this is a spontaneous statement. It was perceived immediately after uh, the event occurring, uh, although almost spontaneous with it uh, in this matter, I'm only concurrent with it. The rule provides for immediate af- immediately after. The court finds uh, that there is no showing uh, of any time to reflect nor a basis to reflect on this matter, and the court is going to allow it to be admitted. She's talking about somebody trying to uh, touch, as described by one of the witnesses, her boobs, by the other as a, uh, her chest area, and pointing to those in this particular matter. Uh, so I am going to go ahead and find that. Also, the same with uh, Dana Fleur. I'm a little concerned about the time frame being a little bit different from the poor of her testimony, but based on the case law that I have read, whether it's 3 minutes or 10 to 15 seconds, makes little difference in this matter. The substance matter of what is being observed and considering the factors that I need to consider suggest that these both are admissible matters in this, so I am going to allow it. Um, we ready to go.